0: Up, y'all it's generation y me back at it again with the pop culture the news and all that good stuff my name is alondra aka alusa mulata
1: and my name is juan felipe salazar guys and welcome back so this week uh we are actually because by our next podcast it will already be christmas time well close to christmas time yeah so we have a special surprise and it's gonna come up at the end of the podcast so stay tuned for that
0: yeah it should be exciting um we're gonna be giving away a few things hint hint So this week's podcast is going to be entirely about race. We're going to delve into a few different issues, but first we're going to touch base with a few newsworthy stories.
1: For me, one of the most important uh, issues that's going on right now is the Dakota Access Pipeline that's going on in North Dakota. Um, So over the past month, thousands of protesters, including Native Americans from more than 100 tribes, have traveled to North Dakota's Standing Rock Seahawks Reservation to block the Dakota Access Pipeline from being built. So if you guys don't know, the Dakota Access Pipeline project is almost a $4 billion project being constructed from the fields in North Dakota through South Dakota and down in Illinois, Illinois. Where it will join up with existing pipelines to transport up to nearly 600,000. You heard correctly, 1,000 barrels a day of crude to refineries and markets in the Gulf and on the East Coast. So, other than the obvious political concerns, the pipeline is being built near the Standing Rock Seahawks Reservation, and the tribe says that the pipeline disturbs sacred sites, and not only that, but it's a significant danger to their water supply. So, I feel like if this was occurring to any other race or ethnicity, there would be more of an action to stop this. I mean, Native Americans have dealt with so much. There's barely any Native American representation in the media right now. And we literally took over their land. The least we could do is protect the land that we promised we weren't going to mess with originally. Um, We signed a treaty and everything, and now we're kind of going against it. I mean, can you imagine if there was a company that said they were going to destroy the 9 11 memorial can you imagine the outrage and how quick the government would like that put would a stop to happen. it yeah. exactly like it, but because because
0: they're not white yeah exactly basically.
1: because it's because they're native american no one's no one's really putting any like forward action to stop this and not only is it affecting their past but it's affecting their future The pipeline passes through the Mississippi River, which is their main source of water for the reservation. I just feel like if this affected another race, or if we took the safety of Native Americans seriously in this country, then people would go all out to stop this, but again, because it isn't affecting the typical white American, then nothing is really being done. And now Native Americans are fed up, obviously, their anger is 100% valid, and they're doing everything that they can to stop this. Um, the protests began last January after North Dakota approved the pipeline project, and now, to top it all off, to put the cherry on the ice cream, law enforcement are shooting rubber bullets at protesters, they're assaulting them, and for what, all because they want to protect their land? I mean, if this was the other way around, they would be called heroes and be given medals, but because they're Native American, they're seen as rioters, thugs, lawbreakers, menaces to society. and i don't know how someone can still be for the dapple the the project that i mm-hmm. there and there are many people who are yeah. you know each day there are more reports of assaults and if you want to do something to support hashtag no DAPL, but you can't make it to the camp you can contribute to the standing rock tribes fundraiser. The link will be posted on our Twitter page. So please go out and make some form of donation. If you guys were really thankful this Thanksgiving, think about those who weren't as lucky and didn't have much to be thankful for.
0: My new segment is about Flint, the water situation in Flint, Michigan. Um, But before I begin, I just want to say that That whole Dapple thing is super scary. The fact that that's actually happening in our country in 2016. I mean, I think it all comes together with the fact that Donald Trump is our freaking president. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it just like ties in all together like stupid evil stuff is gonna keep happening because he's the president. Like people think that they can do stuff now because the things that he says have, are being validated. All right, so going back to Flint, the Flint water crisis is a drinking water contamination in issue in Flint, Michigan, but that started back in April, 2014. Now, think about that. It's now December, 2016, and Flint still has contaminated water. Since April 2014. That's like about to
1: be like three years.
0: That's about to be three years. Think about it. Like most of us, well, me, Juan and I actually, we graduated in May of 2014. So I'm trying to place myself in the situation of the people in Flint. Trying to think how I could even function or live without, you know, clean functioning water. Stop and think. Just stop and think how much water you use a day without even thinking. Like turning on the faucet to brush your teeth, to go shower and wash your hair, how long it takes you to shower and wash your hair. The water that you use to cook and think about the possibility of not having that easy access. The people in Flint have been using water bottles and other means of getting clean, usable water. It's mind blowing to me. To think that people are actually living, living this way in, this, in the United States of America in 2016. Yeah,
1: and not only that, but I feel like the the damage that has already been done to the water supply. And the, for example, you know there are many children who now have like skin diseases and rashes because of this, and there's nothing being done for them. There's they still have that situation, so it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, the um, the water contamination includes lead, bacteria, and it's resulted in 6,000 to 12,000 children exposed to lead. It's Cap-
1: something that's occurring in our own country and we're yeah. not willing to do anything for them. And again, it goes back to race, just because if this was a predominantly, a, a predominant yeah. area...
0: Flint is mostly made up of African Americans and minorities, so that's another thing, like, if it was like a suburb, this would be fixed in no time, but... It just seems like race really plays into this whole situation, just like the dapple. If you are interested in helping the city of Flint, the United Way of Genesee County, I hope I pronounced that right, has dedicated a Flint water fund. 100% of the money donated goes to buying filters and bottled water.
1: And again, these programs are being started by communities. They're being started by people in their own, you know cities and stuff like that it's not being supplied by the government and the government mm-hmm. itself is not doing anything to help them um and that's that's what we get down to that's the that's why we included this in this podcast because mm-hmm. it goes it does go down to a race issue because yeah. if this wasn't if these weren't predominantly people of color or you know native americans then something would be done something would be quickly um a plan would be quickly suggested but the, it's you know it's taking a sweet long time dapple's going on for almost a year now the flint situation is going on for almost 3 years now and still no solution is being offered
0: it's just heartbreaking like it sucks that stuff like this is happening in 2016 guys 26 it's like we're going back in time and i just i don't know <laughs> I mean, if we, if we honestly collectively as millennials we have like if we would just come together and organize i believe that we'll be the generation to help change and push the world in a progressive form of thinking
1: so guys that was our new segment for this podcast um we are actually gonna go ahead and bring a segment that we did last week which was our sound off segment <laughs> So if you guys don't know what our sound off segment is, it's actually where we pick an issue that we're really passionate about and we don't have any notes and we actually just speak from what we're feeling. So my sound off for this week is gonna be all about white supremacy. The the fact that I can still to this day in my 20 years of life say that the KKK is still an active group And that they're not considered a terrorist group is so baffling to me the fact that none of their actions towards citizens of people of color or you know their anti-semitism nothing of that is validated as a terrorist attack and why it's because you're white Mm -hmm. like essentially that's why it's not because their Their actions didn't hurt people because they they've hurt and they've killed thousands of people. But because they are white, they don't they aren't seen as a terrorist group. The KKK is now supporting our current president elect.
0: Of course, right?
1: And people are okay with that. People Mm. are okay with the fact that they voted for the for a person. Who the KKK also supported, and they don't see an issue with that at all. Like, that's that just. Or they're turning a blind eye. Yeah, they're like, oh, what? The KKK? What What's that?
0: that? <laughs> and I never heard of that in my <laughs> life.
1: But yeah, no, it, it, they're still an active group. They have a website. Like, they have, like, a sign, like, a sign up oh, for a RNG. newsletter. Like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's real. Like, I don't understand why we aren't putting a stop to this and why we aren't doing something to classify them as a terrorist group i mean i feel like we as millennials we have such a social media presence and we have a voice why aren't we using that to go ahead and put this group that's been around for literally so many years
0: it's crazy how you know people usually who are white they want to turn the tables and call the black panthers a terrorist group and even the more recent group black lives matter and i know that tomi lauren um had some words to say about this in an interview with trevor noah the other night Juan, do you want to tell us about how that went
1: yes so in this interview with trevor noah and if you guys don't know who this tommy person is mm-hmm. uh she's basically you don't want <laughs> to get to know her <laughs> no I mean she has a big social media presence on Facebook she has a show on a network called the blaze and essentially she's just speaks her voice um, about and she speaks her opinion I should say about certain issues that could be seen controversial Um, and for her the way she views it is that well I'm just saying what other people are thinking in the states that are like in the middle mm-hmm. um, so that's what that's the premise of the whole show so she spoke about Black Lives Matter the the whole uh, Colin Kaepernick and she's gained a, a pretty big social media social media presence yeah. um, on Facebook she has over like 17 million views I think right now per video what the heck? so uh, during this interview Trevor um, spoke with her about some of the things that she said, and previous on her show on a segment she has called "Final Thoughts," she mentioned um, how Black Lives Matter can be compared to the KKK. I don't know how someone in their right mind can make that comparison. I mean, you have a it's you have a a movement. Who their premise is literally just to bring social justice yeah. to their to, and to and their that's race. The think about
0: white privilege. Like they just can't see it. It's like they they got some the wool is cover, covering their eyes or however that saying goes. It's like how can you how can you not understand that? Like didn't you like take a history class? Oh, but wait. History is whitewashed. So it's like I don't know.
1: Exactly. It's like, just, like it's almost like you can't even blame like you, you can,
0: can, but at the same time this is like a 28-year-old woman
1: We need to bring out a togetherness and we all need to come up with something that we can do so everyone you know whether you're Hispanic, white, black, Asian, we all come together and we do something to move forward. But back to this uh, interview with Tommy. Um, here's i am I'm gonna play a clip right now. Do you really believe you're criticizing and you're not malintentioned when you say things like Black Lives Matter is the new KKK? Because you realize Black Lives Matter can't be the new KKK, the KKK is still around. They have not vacated their premises. And most importantly, to say Black Lives Matter is the new KKK is to, to, like, to really, really minimize what the KKK did and what they stand for. That is not the same thing. You, surely you understand the inc- incendiary like, but- feeling of your comments, you know that, surely. So yeah, she she basically compared the the Black Lives Matter movement to the KKK, and Trevor quickly caught her on that, and you know basically told her you can't just you can't belittle all the stuff that the KKK has done, you know, to people of color, and just go ahead and move that like if it was nothing, um, because the Black Lives Matter movement wasn't started because. They wanted to kill cops. Yes, there are people who feel that this is a necessary action. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that way I think that that's not okay. You're not helping anything And that's well, that's one thing that kind of also just like pisses me off is that the fact that Things that white people can do can be forgiven or forgotten Um, You know, no one really talks about how you know how many people have been killed in movie theaters because of white people or you yeah. know all the crimes that white that's people have
0: never done brought that's up. never
1: brought up however you, if something is done by a person of color or something is done by someone who is Constantly. especially especially middle eastern which i have a, a huge respect for because yeah. it to go to a, a country where essential people aren't going to mm-hmm. like you is yeah. is crazy so whenever someone of of, of color or someone who's uh, uh, in Comes from the Middle East, does something, then the media, all they do is, is make is ruin their words,
0: life. Yeah, force these words down your mouth, talking about they're a terrorist. Um, you know, Islam attacks. They just like.
1: Exactly. And not only that, they could be considered terrorists. Like they can be considered terrorists, that's fine. However, you cannot blame the rest of the group Mm -hmm. for that one person's actions. Because if that's the same case, then why can't we say, oh well all white people are murderers because you know they go around killing Mm -hmm. people in in malls and they go around killing people in movie theaters? That's that's what is that's what I'm talking about. That's the injustice that I feel like we need to fix. Mm -hmm. And Anyone, literally anyone who knows me knows that I hate when people say like, oh, white people are crazy because I feel like it's somehow like, like it's somehow still a form of racism and that we do need to fix it. But I, I don't, I do feel like white people need to understand that they do have a privilege. They do have something that other people don't have. And there's, this is the time to now move forward and do something about it.
0: I think the solution to this whole white supremacy stuff and you know like racism and bigotry and all this stuff is education. Like I think we need to start back and um, fix our educational system because history is definitely very whitewashed. Like I said before,
1: why is Um, why is it that my my everything that my people have done which i'm talking about hispanic mm-hmm. people have done for this country is taught as an elective course or it's right. taught as something that you you know if you want to take it if you want to mm-hmm. hear about it then you can right. but it's not something that is taught in schools that should mm-hmm. be taught because of all the things that we have done for our country same thing goes with um Af- african americans why is there everything that they've done something Exactly why is it an elective? Why is it like a, a it isn't required, but yeah. you can take it if you want.
0: Right.
1: It's that yeah. that's that's kind of like the frustrating part. A thing
0: lot of things it. are lies too, like Christopher Columbus is not. Like why does why does this man have a holiday?
1: I, so that's it's the double standard. It's mm-hmm. it's that double moral that I feel like we need to understand yeah. that we we have an issue and we need to just like when people have an issue and need to go to rehab, yeah. <laughs> we need to go through a social a justice purge. rehab. Uh, we gotta go
0: through a purge. Oh know. no! Fuck
1: <laughs> so guys, that was my sound off for this week. I hope you guys related somehow. If you guys have any comments or if you guys have any questions about what I was talking about, or you have an opinion to to state to us about what I was talking about, go ahead and tweet us at generation underscore why me on twitter
0: my topic for this week's sound off is colorism um for those of you who don't know colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals of the dark skin tone typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group so i kind of delved into this in an article that i wrote for mtv recently Um, which by the way
1: guys if you guys didn't know our co-host here is a certified author for MTV. Ayy, um, so go sure. ahead for sure and check her article out.
0: Yeah, it's um, the pin, It's it's oh, it's always going to be the pinned tweet on my Twitter page, which is at Alusa Mulata. So you can go ahead and check that out. It's titled "How I Found My Afro-Latinx Identity." Um, but yeah, I kind of delved into colorism and how it affected me being able to find my identity so colorism in the Hispanic community is like seriously super rampant if you look on Hispanic media or telenovelas or TV or whatever it is you'll always see like more lighter skin Hispanics you know like the fair skin Latinas with like the long black hair or whatever and that's sort of like the image that you have when you think about Hispanic woman or Latina women. And that's not really always the case. We come in a bunch of different colors, ranging from like the whitest of white to like super dark. And they're all beautiful shades, but I just want to highlight how colorism is actually like a terrible thing. You know, it's always been a problem for me (laughs) <laughs> like whenever someone asks me like where I'm from and I say or like what my ethnicity is I'm sorry And I say I'm Honduran they always look at me wrong and they're like really like you're Honduran Like how could you be Honduran you're dark and you have a big nose and you have like curly hair and stuff like that and It's just like well You know That's
1: it get over it
0: Yeah like get over it like <laughs> I look not all Hispanics are gonna fit the mold that is in your mind Yeah so growing up I noticed like that I didn't look like my other, you know, Latina friends or Latino friends and stuff like that. So I'd always like ask my mom, like, mom, do we have you know black people in our family or you know Dominican people or you know something like that so I could like make sense in my head why why it is that I looked you know different from my friends and she'd always tell me no, we're Hispanic, you know, like just know that if anyone tries to tell you different, just know that you're Hispanic and it didn't make sense to me because people always tell me like you must be black like you have black in you you're black you're black and it's just like okay this group of people is telling me one thing and my mom is telling me another and it was just like a really conflicting
1: like you couldn't really feel accepted yeah
0: I was I didn't feel accepted in either group even though I knew what I was you know I grew up obviously in a hispanic household you know with all the culture that comes with that like i would always like straighten my hair and like i was even at the point like this was like around middle school and like early high school like yeah i would be straightening my hair and like staying out of the sun so i wouldn't get darker and there's even this point where i like really really wanted a nose job so i so that i could look like you know like your typical like hispanic or whatever the time where that like sort of turned around and changed was like junior year and like i was like scrolling through twitter and that's like around the time where like i got into social justice twitter you know you know what i'm talking about guys and yeah there's this one person they were tweeting about this issue and the term afro-latina came up and i was like what You know, what's that? So I googled it and basically Afro-Latina is people of Hispanic, Hispanic people who have African ancestry and I was like, okay, this sounds like that fits my identity, that fits like what I am. I was both but the reason that I didn't know was because of colorism. You know what I mean? Like my family didn't, doesn't really accept the fact that they have you know black in them but
1: it's like you're black you
0: can be both it's not a big deal and i feel like
1: even in like it this does happen in the hispanic community a lot but i feel like even for like like african-americans like who are just Mm african-american like the term like team light skin or like like versus dark skin like i feel like
0: that's out y'all gotta stop like it's like just love yourself, you know. Educate yourself and love yourself. It's rampant in any community. Like in the Indian community, it's really bad. It's also like the media; they only depict mostly like lighter-skinned Indians. And in Asian the Asian people. community,
1: I feel in mm-hmm. the Asian community, they try like they that's, yeah. they strive to be the whitest yeah. and lightest shade possible. I think and it's
0: Japan or China that do that. It's like one specific. Yeah no, saying.
1: and they they like will go out with like umbrellas to make sure yeah. that they don't get. Like even a shade lighter mm-hmm. and I was recently watching this BuzzFeed video mm-hmm. like I watched it just because I thought it was interesting and it was about skin bleaching products mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it it kind of like hurts to to hear that like your your skin color needs to be like fixed or like it yeah. needs to be corrected like a pimple, mm-hmm. like that it needs to be covered up. And I, I, I kind of that when I saw that I was kind of like, damn, like this is a really big issue. Like yeah, why are more people crazy. talking about it?
0: yeah the skin lightening industry and the perm industry like they really made bank off of that which is really why i'm really super glad about the natural movement like perm sales have gone all the way like downhill because of that so yeah that was my sound off for this week
1: So, guys, that was our Sound Off segment for this podcast. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed it again. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, let us know. Yeah, tweet us Mm -hmm. at generation underscore why me. We want to hear what you guys think about these issues, white supremacy and colorism. So now let's move on to our Netflix recommendation of the week.
0: Okay, so mine is Mississippi Damned. It's a really intense emotional drama. Um, Here's the description. It's taking place in 1986 and 1998. It's based on a true story. It's about three poor black kids in rural Mississippi. Um, Their household is really a family cycle of abuse, addiction, and violence. They each independently you know struggle to climb their way out of this basically like hellhole um it's really riveting and dramatic um i almost cried watching it um there's a lot of issues that take place in the movie you know going from sexual abuse to like addiction um yeah so these issues plagued their family for generations and basically the premise of the movie is can they you know, come out of this or will they stay forever damned in Mississippi? So it's definitely a must watch.
1: I will definitely watch it. I haven't really heard about that.
0: Yeah, it came out like back in two thousand three. So yeah, it's kind of old. <laughs> yeah, definitely
1: good. going to watch that and add that to my Netflix watch list for this week. For me and talk about a, mo- a, a movie that li- literally, mm. like, applies so much to this podcast. Yeah. And for me, my Netflix recommendation of the week is the movie Crash. The movie Crash is... So good. S- it's so, It it's has, like, ludicrous and Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. And at first, like, I didn't really think it was going to be that good. I don't know why. But, like, the way it starts, I was like, oh, it's, like, it's going to be a... Yeah, it starts low, a little bit. Yeah, but it goes through an issue that applies to every single race. Mm. Um, so you look at the issues that go on with white people, you look at the issues that go on with black people, you look at the issues that go on with um, Asians and you kind of, and with Arabs as well, and mm. you get an understanding of everything. And then you also see like how they fuck everything up and mm. how they try to fix it. And it's such it's, a good movie. It's
0: like a real life movie, you know, like, it, the way the movie is, like, each character kind of weaves their way into the, another character's life, kind of. Which I,
1: I love movies that, like, intertwine yeah. mm-hmm. but have different storylines because that way you so can great. kind of, like, you can kind of, you're not bored with, like, one whole yeah. long story. It's, like, different storylines and then they all connect somehow. And so, yeah, that was my Netflix recommendation of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that is Crash from me and Mississippi Damned from Alondra.
0: So, Han... This month, you know, I'm really feeling the holiday spirit and the holiday vibes. So I think that we should give our listeners a treat. What do you think?
1: I mean, I don't really <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda broke. So Juan, no, just kidding guys. guys, it is the Christmas <clears throat> season. Deck the and, halls yeah. and Frosty the Snowman oh, and everything. <laughs> <Nutcrackers>. So <laughs> because this podcast is so close to the Christmas time. We wanted to do a giveaway on our podcast, and so I'm going to be giving away something, and Alondra's going to be giving away something. Duh. So, <laughs> so for me, uh, I'm going to give away an iTunes gift card. That's some, I love music, so that's something that pertains to me, and was going to give away... I love
0: food, so I'm going to give y'all a Chick-fil-A gift card. I know y'all love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh.
1: So, two gift cards, two different chances to win, and two... A, you know, That's win. Right. All you have to do is follow our Twitter, and on our Twitter page, we're gonna have a tweet, and That's you have to exactly. You mm-hmm. have to mention three friends, and tweet us with something that you want us to talk about with the hashtag give Me shit
0: So yeah, super exciting. The winner will be announced by next week's podcast. So stay tuned, and you're gonna have to listen all the way through for that too, guys. Yeah, you gotta work with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So, again, if you guys didn't really pay attention, (laughs) uh, we are having a giveaway for this podcast. And we will announcing the winners on next week's podcast. And all you have to do is follow our Twitter, tweet the pinned tweet, um, and mention three friends. And then just tweet us something you want us to talk about with the hashtag, hashtag give me shit. It's lit. All right, guys. Well, that was our podcast for the week. Sorry it was kind of serious this time, but we definitely needed to talk about race. Um, It's something that affects us all Mm -hmm. as millennials. Um, So, yeah. Next week's podcast, we're going to talk about technology. So, definitely stay tuned for that. It's going
0: to get crazy.
1: (laughs) And, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you guys want to follow me, my name is Juan Felipe Salazar. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At Salazar F1.
0: And you can follow me, Alondra Sulema, on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Elusive Thank you guys so much again for listening, and we will see you in two weeks.
1: Bye. Bye. Tweet us.